Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. It's a real thing, and treatment could help. It is Tuesday, the 19th of June of 2018. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is. Your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, the website Delish did an informal survey about our breakfast eating habits. I just finished mine a few minutes ago. My, uh, I guess that's a smoked sausage and egg sandwich with cheese on it. Very good. You know, it's not too salty. Gives me just the right amount of uh, everything savory, right? Balance that out with my Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It's perfect. Seven breakfast questions. How people answered them. Do you eat breakfast first thing, or do you wait an hour or two? I wait an hour or two. I do too. Sixty-three percent also wait a while. The thirty-seven percent, though, the other thirty-seven percent said they cannot function until they've eaten breakfast. Do you prefer a sweet breakfast like pancakes or mm. something savory like bacon and eggs? Depends. I, I'm kind of all over the place. I don't like the sweet ones. It's weird. It just feels like a dessert to me. Yeah, I don't either. And the majority went with savory, 62%. Sometimes, though, like French toast from a place like the Cracker Barrel. That's you know, that's that thick sourdough bread. Yeah. I just got to have it balanced out with like bacon. some sausage or bacon or something. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up together. Lots of bacon. Get I some do syrup enjoy on like, bacon. Um, like a muffin or what is that, like a banana bread or something like that along those lines of sweet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like yeah. mostly savory, but with a bite of. Yes. Like when you go to Bob Evans, you get to like get an omelet and they give you a choice between like a biscuit or whatever or whatever. And I'm and, like, I'll take the banana bread. Yeah. Because it's, it's not overwhelmingly like French yeah. toast sweet that's swimming with in syrup. sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, do you pretty much always try to eat a healthy breakfast? 43% actually claim they do. Uh, 57% said sometimes and, uh, 40% of people eat the same breakfast every day. 60% try to mix it up a little bit. 69% love cereal. 31% hate cereal. I love cereal. How do you hate cereal? Yeah, I love it. I just, I would have it more often if I had my refrigerator and my cereal and my milk here. You I can bring would. them and we put have them in the a fridge like I do. Here. Every time I look in that fridge, though, it's all like there's never any room for anything. No, there's not. I mean, is there's there? always room for stuff here. No. We'll fit it in there. Yeah. We'll find a way. Trust. <laughs> That's I hilarious to... that we have our own refrigerator in the studio. Well, because the 
shared refrigerator is gross. Yeah. And I was not doing because I am one of those people that religiously like food preps. I bring two meals here almost every single day. Like I either make oatmeal or have cereal or whatever for breakfast. And then I have like a lunch ish, whatever. And I always have to have room in the refrigerator. But every time I would go and open the other one, it smelled like a dead did body you might have been in there. That? I bought it from my sister. Okay. So yeah, technically I kind of did. But you got a deal. Yeah, I did get a little bit of a deal. But Jeff, if you ever want to bring in your milk and just put it and then just keep your cereal in your bag or whatever. <laughs> Carry cereal around. That's what I do. Maybe you need bag. another bag, Jeff. Yeah. So you can No, what I need to do is get rid of the crap that I have in the bag that I own. You could give it to mm. Jen and Empty she could hold out. it for you on one of her bags. I put it in bags. my basement. <laughs> there is so much junk in that bag. I just need to go through it and clean it out. Uh, the World Health Organization has officially classified video game addiction as a mental health condition for the first time ever. I was watching this story last night. They're calling it gaming disorder, and it's included in the 11th edition of their international classification of diseases. Uh, maybe, you know, five, ten years ago, I would have been skeptical about something like this, but I've actually seen this in some people. You know, some psychologists are not convinced that this should be considered on the same level as other additions like drugs or even gambling. But they do concede that video game addiction, you know, is one of those things that exists, although it doesn't stand alone. It's usually a side effect of anxiety or depression. I mean, can't the same be said for alcohol and gambling addictions? Yep. Certainly. And I was watching, you know, they were showing case examples. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. People that, these people that they were talking about, and these are people who have clearly, you know, gone through some tough times in their life, or mm-hmm. maybe their life hasn't turned out the way they wanted it to, or they suffered a job loss or some overwhelming circumstances that might have even been depression at play, and the video game was a great escape for them. Mm-hmm. But then you combine that with you know the high that you get and those endorphins, those synapses that fire off that make you feel good when, uh, when, you, when you enjoy some go kind of success level. or you yeah. go to the next level, right? And so I can see how one would feed off the other. But they have found that when those people get treated, the amount a person plays video games does significantly drop. So I love those commercials where, you know, the guy is coming home after a long day at the office and his family's sitting there and he's like, guess what, guys? I've decided to have a gambling problem. <laughs> I think those are just great. And the woman sitting at the the red. Have you guys seen these commercials? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then there's this other woman, and she's sitting at a lunch table with her friends and they're talking and she's like, I have something to 
tell you, I've decided to have a gambling problem. And her friends are like, yay, they're excited. And it's like, the point is, nobody decides to have a problem, to have an addiction. Yeah. That's not the goal when they began. Right. So a lot of times you know, people are just like, well, why can't you just quit? Right. That's interesting. They can't. You guys got to keep an eye out for those commercials. Mm. I think they will make you chuckle. They're well done. I do know a lot of kids, and I and I think that this has become an issue amongst parents because I know a lot of people that have kids that enjoy playing the video games, and they're and the parents are just like I don't know what else to do. Like they physically have to remove the kid from the game. There have been kids that I've known that have had like gone to the bathroom on themselves because they don't want to leave the game to go to the restroom. I'd be really worried about my kid if like if that if that case. was happening. Like what's I going agree. on in your life or. And it may be not nothing, you know, and it may be nothing. I just started out. You know, I've got things this... OK with you at school or kids beating up on you. Like what's happening here? What's going on? Yep. I've got this, you know, little switch in my brain. I have a very addictive personality and there are just some things in life that my friends were around me and they were all doing it. And I just knew not to do it because I would like it and I would not be able to stop it. Mm. And I oh. just but I mean, you know, obviously there are things that I did anyway but jeff may be on to something though like maybe they're not getting the kind of interaction at school that they need and this game is allowing them to play and interact with other people either they know or don't know right because that's what happens is you get online and then you start playing like against each other and you start making friends and there's like a whole little community of your people yeah i think there's a lot going on but it's good that they're Tell at least the recognizing, you know, that this is a problem and they're trying oh, to sure. address it, diagnose it and find ways to treat it. Uh, here's something else that's going on that we're seeing another trend take place. According to a new study, tipping is beginning to change and millennials may be responsible. They do studies on this stuff and they found that two thirds of millennials Two-thirds of millennials, millennials who drive a large part of the restaurant business, are now tipping less than 20% at restaurants. And half of the people over the age of 38, which is interesting, tip at least 20%. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. 10% of the millennials are taking it even further and usually tip zero. Why? Well, the director of the Center for Consumer Insights at Yale has a theory about that. Millennials use a lot of services that did not have options of tipping, like shopping online. Uh, Uber didn't used to have a tipping option at all until recently. And so that kind of shifted the norms toward tipping less or not tipping at all. Hmm. But the people who ran the study at creditcards.com have another theory. They say when you don't make a lot of money, your financial margin of error is very slim. So, you know, even if you wanted to, you might not be able to financially. So they say it's more of a more of a dollar and dollars and cents thing than a conditioning thing. Meanwhile, have you ever told a lie for absolutely no reason and then wondered <laughs> why the hell did you do that? <laughs> Well, people on Twitter are sharing the dumbest lie they ever told, the kinds of lies you didn't need to tell, and usually forced you to dig deeper and deeper for absolutely no reason. And here are some of the best ones. I told a Lyft driver I write sci-fi short stories. (laughs) 
And the Lyft driver <laughs> said, wow, that's kind of cool. Not much of a market for that, I wouldn't think. Where do you publish them? And then you're like, uh, uh. <laughs> magazines, mostly. Self-published. Really? What magazines? <laughs> and uh, the person said, you know, I felt like I was in f- on fire the whole time of having this conversation. Why did I even start that? You know, maybe you just like enjoy just throwing stuff out there to mess with people. Do you just, guys just to do make that? the ride more fun. No, but I'm going to start. No, but it might be. Yeah, just be prepared for follow-up questions. I'm just going to like take on a whole new identity. Like, what do you do for a living? I uh, push paper. You should I mean, try literally, it when I you push go, paper. Uh, like, I move paper around a warehouse. something really interesting, oh. though. <laughs> you know? Like what? I, uh, you treat- I work for the Pentagon. <laughs> I'm involved. I'm launching a new there space force. Yes, or I'm a spy. Right. You know, come up with something sexy. I'm a spy. And- I work for the CIA. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm a spy. I'm in town I can't tell you any more than that. Right. You should try it on vacation. Because that way, when you're somewhere else, people won't know that you're Jeff Thomas on Q102. Oh, I love being on vacation. Like, when I'm out of town. You can be like, oh, I'm whatever. Yeah. And you can, you know, lie about it. And anytime right. they ask you a question, you can just be like, that's classified. Uh, let's see. I was buying an engagement ring when the sales lady asked if I was a Christian. I don't even know why that would come up, but okay. I had a feeling that a yes would mean a better price. So I said, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted to know like what church I went to and all sorts of specifics. And 20 lies later, I finally got the deal. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a li- and what a thing to lie about, too, being an honest, good Christian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. One person said, I took the Pepsi challenge and picked Pepsi and won a shirt. Oh, I said I took the Pepsi challenge and picked Pepsi and won a shirt. Uh, I told people I was the voice that said Zoom Zoom at the end of Mazda commercials. <laughs> <laughs> that's zoom, a, zoom. That's, that's funny. me. <laughs> that's a funny one. Uh, when the mummy came out on DVD, <laughs> see that would just be a fun theme. Like if you're going out with friends, uh-huh. let's just let's just all lie to everybody we encounter throughout the night, just for fun. When the mummy came out on DVD, I told everyone in my class I was of Egyptian descent, as to appear interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you should try that one. <laughs> what would really be fun is if we're all at some event, huh? we could like you would tell one about Jeff. Oh, and then Jeff could tell one about Fritz. There you go. In conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. And to see if it would get out or get back to each other. I was talking to Jen, and she said that Jeff has a third nipple. Is that true? Well, you know, Jeff, back in the day, dated Melania Trump. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. That's when you were in New York, right? What year, yeah. what it was, year was yeah. that? Briefly. Yeah. Yeah. This was before she met Donald Trump. Right before. In fact, she left Jeff for Donald Trump. Yep. Oh, wow. And it broke his heart. I mean, he was just devastated for years. <laughs> well, it's humiliating. It's hard to compete with that. You yeah, know? just can't. Yeah. Uh, I know Father's Day <laughs> is ancient history already, but uh, I don't know. Maybe just maybe we can make an effort now to give good dads some love the other 364 days of the year. A new survey asked dads, what condescending or patronizing things do people say to you? And here are 10 that they came up with um, saying to their wife, you've got him well trained. (laughs) Uh, Number two, you're doing it wrong and you should do it like this. 
Are you disappointed the baby wasn't a boy? These are just things that people that just come out of people's mouths when they don't really think about it. Yeah. Are you disappointed the baby wasn't a boy? Uh, let's see. Uh, if they see you with your kid, oh, that's sweet. Are you babysitting today? Or it's nice to see a man watching the kids. Or bet you can't wait until your wife comes back. Uh, now that you have your kid, get used to never having sex again. <laughs> I don't know if that's condescending or if that's just mean. <laughs> I think it's mean. Regardless of whether or not it's true. I think that all of these are hey, speak mean. for your own marriage. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did your wife lay out the kids' clothes for you? Uh, you're actually good at putting on diapers. And, oh, you managed to make it here on time. So I'm assuming some of these, I guess, come from what? Daycare centers, daycare workers. Who knows? Other people that friends, they encounter at the grocery store. Friends. People that have known them forever. Coworkers. Yeah. Who knows? But I think I've heard every single one of them mm-hmm. uttered sure. at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> show some respect. Don't say those things to dads. Um, if you're a single guy in the Oklahoma City area and... You know, you uh, you think that having sex in public in broad daylight is okay. Well, boy, do we have a lady for you. The cops in Oklahoma City got a call on Friday about 5.30 in the evening about two people that were having sex under a tree right by a busy intersection. When the cops got there, they found 48-year-old Tony Willis and 42-year-old Verna LeClaire drunk and doing it in full view of all the traffic. So they were both arrested for indecent exposure and public intoxication. But it turns out this is not Verna's first time getting arrested for this move. Last October, she was arrested for having sex in the late afternoon in a liquor store parking lot with a 21-year-old guy named Kevin Bohannon. That public thing really does it for her, huh? It seems to. Those charges were dismissed. It's too early to say whether or not she'll dodge him again this time. You'd think she'd get better at it. You know, every time you get caught, you learn how not to do it. You learn not how to do it. Yeah. Okay, before you start in with the whole, you know, Big Brother conspiracy theories, keep in mind that most of us already give this info up voluntarily, and this one could potentially save a lot of lives. Yesterday, Apple announced a new feature coming to all iPhones later this year that will tell 911 your exact location if you call and need help, uh, especially after the Kyle Plush tragedy. This is something that is extremely topical here in our immediate area. Most people don't know this, but 911 has never been able to use your cell signal to pinpoint, to really pinpoint you like they can with a landline. They can only see the closest cell tower to you, which will give them... Like an area? It gives them a... It gives them an area, but it gives them a wide general area. And that area is can be hundreds of yards wide. And that's a problem because 80% of 911 calls are now made from cell phones. And callers aren't always able to communicate their location, either because they can't talk or they don't know exactly where they are. And this new feature could help even if you do know where you are because if they immediately know your location, they can... Come to you. Get help to you even faster. Yeah. Uh, obviously, phones already have the capability to make all of this happen. Most most of us let companies like Uber track our location all the time. We gave them that permission. It's true. Even Snapchat. When you turn Snapchat on, you it has a filter, like not a filter, but it has a little 
map and a little avatar of you that tells you where you are unless you turn that off. Yeah, go through the pictures in your phone. There is a mechanism that will allow you to shut off the geotagging when you take a photo on your phone, but you'd be surprised how many people just leave it on. Mm-hmm. The 911 response system has not had a major overhaul in at least 50 years, so Apple is now extending that GPS capability to dispatchers, and if you really don't want them knowing your location, there will be an option in your settings to turn the 911 tracking off. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.